podcast time. Good fun, grab your friends. We'll talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Yeah, we are. Matt? Yes. Hi. Hi, how are you? That's my question. I know, I did it again. <laughs> how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing swell. Excellent. Yes. Uh, if you heard us giggling at the beginning, it's because Amy told me to give her hand signals when I hit record, so I just like kind of did jazz hands. Yeah, they were very jazzy and very handy. <laughs> Cha-cha. <laughs> so what you been up to? <laughs> oh, you know, living life, living dream. Yep. We, we've relocated to... The great state of Texas. Yeah, we have. And uh, yeah, things have been a little crazy, and hopefully we're going to be settling down here in the next month. And... Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping to. Yeah. The last couple of months have been pretty crazy and unpredictable. I think since our last episode, we only had a few small things, like we moved to, to Texas, we bought a house, we now live <laughs> in said house. Yes. Both got COVID, we're better now, and we made an emergency trip out to see my family. We're Didn't expect to be there weeks. almost a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're back and we're home yep. and we're excited to be recording <laughs> once again. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, it's been busy. Yeah. Matthew? Yes. What has been the most adventure timey thing that has happened to you since the last time we recorded? Most adventure timey thing? Yes. There is a history in the show of characters acting like babies when they're sick and that happened to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't do anything. <laughs> How about you? Well, um, that's a great question. I was just like, oh, he's going to ask me the same question if I ask it of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, our house is basically the candy kingdom right now with all the can- leftover Halloween candy. That in is it. accurate. We did not get enough Halloween trick or treaters. Mm-hmm. As I, yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, you're fine. So, hey, we got two cool episodes today. We do. <laughs> They're good middle of the streeters. Middle of the streeters. Yep. Middle lane episodes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Candy Streets and uh, Wizards Only Fools. Wizards Only Fools. So Wizards Only Fools was not the one I thought it was. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember when you saw the title, you're like, I've seen this one before. Are Do you remember it now? Or was this one, or no, the one it you hadn't the actually one I, seen? It wasn't the one I thought it was. Oh. The one I thought it was was when, I think it's the prequel to this where... Ice King, or IK, as we like to call him, gets the password to this place. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot all about that one. Yeah. I think that's the episode I thought this was. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I figured you thought that it was the wizard battle one. No, no, no. I knew it wasn't that one. Because that was like several seasons ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, Matthew? Was it several seasons ago? Hey. Oh, yeah, we're at the halfway point of the season as of this episode. Awesome. I know. It's a Christmas Day miracle. It is a Christmas Day miracle. It's almost <laughs> Christmas. It is almost Christmas. All right. So, should we get to it? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, the first episode is season five, episode 25, Candy Streets, IMDb rating of 7.6, overall number 129. I cannot believe we've done 129 129 episodes. episodes. Um, it was directed by Elizabeth Ito, uh, written and storyboarded by Lake Luke Pearson and Samlave Zayafone. Hey. And original air date, June 24th, 2013, with 2.09 million U.S. viewers. June 24th. I'm just, <laughs> we're, we're like the complete opposite side of the year. We are. Yep. 
And the title card for this one is a picture of Finn doing like diehard pose, like holding his gun up, looking around a corner, and LSP laying all sultry in a bed behind him with pizza <laughs> dropping off of it. So it's gross. like a, a pizza slice, like half hanging off the bed. And the gun is um, Jake. Oh, the gun is Jake. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even He looks like that. a Twinkie. He does look like a Twinkie. Like a <laughs> miscolored Twinkie. Yeah. Oh, this episode, honey. This episode. This episode. I can't. It, yeah. Let's get to it. Okay. This episode begins when Finn and Jake are in the candy castle. They're playing with cats in suits with Princess Bubblegum following them. The, this was so funny, first off, because they have cats and they're like mimicking different, like, adult things like they're playing grocery store and then school and then they or work i think it was because then they're like let's go get a drink and yeah (laughs) if you're buying and then and then we're doing they're drinking what appears to be wine yeah anyway and then they were fighting yeah i don't even know (laughs) right like and then they were fighting with these cats anyway it was hilarious and being the proud owner of three cats i can't see any of my cats being as tolerant i'm so glad you brought that up because i thought the same thing yeah. i was saving it for the show it's like yeah the, the of all the unbelievable things of the show the most unbelievable is that you can get these cats to just kind of go along with this uh-huh i you know i'm like so we watched this netflix series or not it was a series it was a show about cats it was like and how like because the research into training cats lags behind like training dogs by like 15 years or 20 years or something yeah people have believed cats can't be trained but they actually can and i was like i don't believe that yeah 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 (laughs) and they basically said it like you know at this point cats are still just wild animals living in Mm -hmm. your house we have an ongoing joke about our cats murdering us in our sleep yeah yeah it's gonna happen one day that's true Anyway, they're suddenly interrupted by LSP, the beautiful lumpy space princess, who claims she was robbed and that the thief stole something she cannot live without. After Finn and Jake try to calm her down, PB enters the room within an abnormally large syringe filled with green liquid. Princess Bubblegum then injects LSP with the liquid, which is revealed to work as a a tranquilizer. Hmm. Finn asks her who robbed her, but LSP only manages to utter before fainting. Finn and Jake then search LSP for clues, but all they find is a room to a key to room three or three in the coolest hotel. Coolest hotel. This is two episodes in a row where Princess Bubblegum injects somebody. Yeah, dude. Like (laughs) we'll get to that one. Yeah, dude. It's so fun. I felt like it was a little over the top. I'm like, really? 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 Really, So when the two arrive at room 303, they bust down the door and quickly investigate. They only find bags. Finn then notices a drugstore across the street. He also finds what appears to be blood on the floor and asks BMO uh, to find out whose it is. And I think it's funny because, like, BMO, like, pops out of his backpack. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. Where is BMO? Like, BMO's just here now. Okay, that's cool. BMO in their back pocket. It makes (laughs) me wonder how many adventures they've been on where BMO's just (gasps) been in the backpack. Forget about Elf on a Shelf. Forget about Elf on a Shelf. BMO in a back pocket. BMO in a back pocket. (laughs) Love it. Put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. So... Finn guesses the murderer must have uh, bought a mini adhesive bandage afterwards. So Jake turns into a car, and the two bur- burst through the window. And the candy drugstore, Anne is suspiciously selling bandages to a candy person. Anne is really funny, by the way. I like this mm-hmm. character. So Finn introduces himself and Jake, who shapeshifts into a police badge, and asks if anyone suspicious bought bandages today. She says that she cannot remember all the customers. She says, you can't expect me to remember one single customer among the many customers that come through the store. 
but then she it turns out she has like photographic yeah. memory of yeah. everything yeah so finn starts to leave but Anne tells him about the this uh person who had a nosebleed she says that his name was pete sassafras i love that name mm-hmm. and that he is catching an 1127 train to platform five of the candy kingdom and she's like sorry i couldn't give you more information <laughs> <laughs> so finn and jake leave to find pete oh yeah this is when he transforms into the car and yeah sucks finn into his butt yeah and finn's just like <laughs> uh, his face is hilarious it is shocking yep also, um, you notice how they don't say Band-Aid, but they say Adhesive Bandage? Yes, because Band-Aid is a brand. Yeah. All right, so at the train station, they find Platform 5 and look for suspicious people. They see a nasty tranche wearing a skeezy <laughs> trench coat about to board the train and an old lady in a rocking chair in the middle of the street. They go I had out- to add that, that note in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, like just chilling old lady just- in the middle of yeah. the tra- like, train platform in the school. They go after him only to be stopped by blueberry cops who try to arrest them for boarding the train without a ticket. Jake explains what they're doing, and the cop holding Jake licks him and says, Oh, never mind. He tastes like police, so they let him off the hook. What did t- like police taste like is my question. Yeah. Justice? <laughs> oh. Blueberry cops. What's it? So throughout the show, you get the banana guards, but blueberry cops. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a new Is one. Is that a new force? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Jake turns into a car once more, swallows up Finn so he can oh, drive. That's what happens. But he like lowers his like pelvis on top of Finn. Yeah, like it was disturbing. <laughs> anyway, uh, they take a court check. Shortcut through the woods and catch up with the train, crashing into trees, deer, and even going through a river along the way. But they do catch up. The two enter the back of the train and find Pete acting suspicious as they question him. Jake then turns into handcuffs and they arrest Pete. Yeah. So when they talk to that first, uh, the blueberry cop, I recognize his voice immediately because he was the owl in Up a Tree, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Cummings. And he's like, you know, super prolific voice actor. I was like, oh, what a waste of such a huge voice actor. And then it <laughs> turns out he's also Pete Sassafras. So I was like, oh, okay. So in the candy dungeon, Finn and Jake are standing near the captured Pete. He claims that he does not know anything. So they ask him a few questions, but all they discover is that Pete does not even know who Lumpy Space Princess is. So Pete demands a lawyer. He's like, I demand a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, that was a bad impression. That so was a Jake great impression. Stretch- Shut your mouth. <laughs> so Jake stretches his arm into one. Pete is pleased until Finn and Jake laugh, revealing the joke. After some time, the two leave to get some donuts. Outside, Finn tosses Jake, who is in the form of a car, a bag of donuts with a cup of coffee inside. So they talk about the case and think about becoming professional detectives when when detectives when Bimo finds them and tells them about the blood. And Bebo says that uh, they found out it's not blood, but tomato sauce. And then Finn begins to piece the puzzle together. It's funny because, like, every time these two end up being cops or detectives, they're pretty bad at it. Yeah, for real. Like, they literally just arrested this guy and put him into jail without any evidence. He never gets out. No, like... <laughs> That's never resolved. Yeah, like, this is really upsetting. This is like a... Maybe maybe there's a broader message about this, that this is a commentary on the American justice system. Yeah, and they were profiling <laughs> the dude. They were totally profiling uh-huh. him. I am, like, so deeply annoyed by this cur- this episode. It's just, like, <laughs> so frustrating watching Injustice. this. It <laughs> is. They never let this guy out in the end. No. He's just rotting away in a cell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and probably in the bottom of, you know, Princess Bubblegum's castle, and it's just like, well, what the crap, man? Yeah. 
It's it's really stressful. You know, I really like that show, The Closer, but then I'm like, I was watching it and thinking about how, you know, convincing and conniving that the police are Mm -hmm. in getting people to make confessions. And like, yeah, I mean, like, I get that they've completed a crime, but like the whole due process thing is just anyway. Yeah. We could talk all night on it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, this really, it, it really frustrated me. Anyway, <laughs> Finn deduces that LSP was not saying Pete Sassafras, but actually Pizza Sassy's, a pizza parlor. Oh, I so want pizza. I want pizza too. Finn and Jake rush to the parlor and ask an employee for the pizza guy called Pete. But they're told that Pete is out delivering pizzas. They think LSP is in danger, so Finn calls Princess Bubblegum to tell her to add banana guards outside LSP's uh, hospital room. But she tells him the lsp has already gone back to the hotel room finn and jake hurry to the hotel panicking when they see pete's delivery car parked out front two things on this really quick Uh first thing one of the things when they get to her room the door is all like taped together because they broke it down into pieces (laughs) that was really funny um and so they're damaging property oh 100 owned by in this hotel they clearly can't afford a new door yeah, this hotel is sketch. They like, put this place out of business. Like, I think we've stayed in hotels like this before. Oh, I'm but sure like, we have. Like, but like, this is like budget, budget, budget in. Anyway, <laughs> so much injustice in this episode. There is. <laughs> oh, was that it? That's it. it. I couldn't oh, remember yeah. the other thing I was going <laughs> to say. Bad. So, hurrying to Lumpy Space Princess's room, they hear LSP grunting and shouting. Oh, oh, wait, sorry, really quick. So when he calls Princess Bubblegum, I had to call this out. He just goes, boop, 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 oh, right. And like, then all of a sudden she's there. And it's just like, yeah. what is this? He just picks up the phone and it just makes noises into it. And somehow he got uh, LSP. LSP. Or was it PB? Oh, no, 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 PB yeah. is what I meant to I get say. their acronyms mixed up sometimes. Yeah, I know. Too many acronyms. Anyway, go ahead. So Jake kicks the door open and sees LSP on top of Pete, like pinning him down. Pete asks for help and tells him that he was just delivering some pizzas that, that she ordered. And now she won't let him leave. So Finn asks LSP what's going on. Uh, she tells him that uh, Pete was guilty of stealing her heart. And she starts <laughs> sobbing. So Finn kind of Jake... sound like a mix of Cleveland and LSP. <laughs> that did sound very Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> so Finn and Jake remove Pete from LSP. And Pete's like, oh, I guess I'm not getting a tip. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and then he just walks out. So the episode ends with Jake transforming into a car again and telling Finn that the only case here is just another case of LSP being nutty as Finn and Jake smash the window of her hotel room again, just leaving her crying on the floor. Yep. No emotional support whatsoever. Finn and Jake kind of suck in this episode. It's they, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. Like, Jake's like, I can't stop turning into po- a police things. It's a problem. It's a problem. He's like sweating when he says it. Yeah. So what did you think of this one? Um, well, I mean, I kind of said some of my thoughts earlier. I think, I mean, there's a lot of just like funny, contemporary, like cop drama-esque things that were just silly, which I really like how they played that up. Yeah. Um, but with like the eyes of like 2022, you know, it's just thinking about how it like is literally dramatizing the fact that people get put in jail all the time who are wrongly convicted and it. That kind of tainted it for me, but overall, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, it's interesting how you bring that up because the next episode we're going to be talking about also, especially watching it through 2022 lens. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like some, uh, some stuff going on in the world mm-hmm. right now. I do like there's one point where Jake turns into like a notepad and mm-hmm. Finn's like trying to write down stuff and he won't let him. He's like moves the pencil around and he yeah. like stabs him in the stomach. It was really <laughs> funny. 
Jake is, oh man, my voice just cracked like, <laughs> Jake is pretty hilarious throughout this entire mm-hmm. episode. He's just, he's the comic relief through and through. 100%. But he also got a lot of good lines from Finn too. It's, I think all in all, this was just a really funny episode. Yeah. Yep. What didn't you like in the episode? Uh, was there anything I didn't like? Not really. I I thought this one was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um It's it's one of the ones I don't go to regularly, but I've seen it. I have seen it a few times, and I've always enjoyed it. Well, How about I think, you? I think um, there isn't anything, I mean, outside of what I've already said, but I just think it's really funny because it's just like classic LSP again totally. and just like the drama that comes with LSP. And <laughs> yeah. Just funny. Yeah. So not not something I don't like. I just think it's silly. Even though she's not in the episode much, you can feel her presence throughout it. Oh, 100%. And then I love how... So the thing I liked about both of these episodes that we are covering today is that there's callbacks to both of them. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they had um, shopping bags like that LSP wears the, the sque- you know, squeegee mark or whatever, marked shopping mm-hmm. bags. And they were in her room, you know, and I yeah. just I just thought it was really clever how they did that. Yeah. Oh, that shopping bag thing reminded me because, you know, was Jake opened up the plastic bag and there were mm-hmm. more, more plastic bags in it. Mm-hmm. We have like a closet full of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it reminded me of this meme I saw recently where somebody says, I thought by now I'd have a rewarding job and a nice house with a white fence. But mm-hmm. what I have instead is a plastic bag full of other plastic bags. <laughs> I was like, ah, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's like adulting right there. Yep. You know you've adulted when you have a plastic bag, more oh, plastic bags. Plastic bags yep. <laughs> Too many of them. And it's like, even though, I mean, we use re- reusable bags all the time, mm-hmm. but there, for some reason, we still have plastic bags. Exactly. Like, Every new bag is a mark of shame. I know. It's crazy. It's like, <laughs> you're slowly killing the world. Killing the world. Killing the world. Killing? Man, words. Yeah. Who knew? Matt, where is the snail? Oh, the snail was in the cage uh, there's, so there's some cages <laughs> hanging in the prison around the uh, the cells. And by by the way, speaking of the cells, the the cells in the show are just always so funny because they yeah. look like they can just be torn apart right. in an instant. Like this one's just held together with sticks, and any prisoner could just fit through the bars. Well, what's funny is like in the next episode when they're in jail, like they're legit like go through the whole thing and like mm-hmm. it's funny. Anyway, well, so tough. a I lot more common than I thought they did. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like you imagine like hocus pocus where they're they have the teenage boys that are like sitting in the hanging like prisons and yeah. the guy's like oh my shoes and he pulls them off and like runs away like those are the kind of like hanging things anyway the snails in there oh speaking of prisoners that were never set free at the end of the movie yeah right yeah. did that burn down no it didn't burn oh, down no uh the secret dark ending to hocus pocus but anyway the snail <laughs> is in one of these ca- is in one of these cages snail watch 2022. Okay. Um, no fill face. What was your favorite line? Uh, we deserve donuts, <laughs> Finn. And no, you do not deserve donuts because you, you said that we're after wrongfully imprisoning somebody and bullying him while he's in his cell. That's right. Jeez. <laughs> What's I, your favorite line? It, this is from Jake. I really can't stop turning into cop stuff. Yeah, that's the first time he says it. He's like, oh, by he, this, the last time he says it, he's like, ugh. Yeah, he is like he turns into like a badge, a hat, the um um what do you call them? Um handcuffs, cars multiple times. He yep. and he a donut, he goes into a notepad. Did I say that one already? Maybe. Um anything else? What else am I missing? Oh, he turned into Oh, a binoculars, magnifying glass. Yeah, tons of stuff. All right. What is your impression? Yeah. 
I'm going to go Pete Sassafras. Oh, you guys are donkers. Nice. Oh, man. I thought I could do a better Jim Cummings than I can. I'm well, very... I think it was fine. Thank you, you. It was fine, honey. Thank you so much. It was either that or Jake. And, you know, I can't do Jake. What's your impression? <laughs> it checks out. He tastes like police. Oh, like that... a, a blueberry police. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like an Adventure Time character. Yep. All right, Matt, it's time for some trivia. Let's do it. No trivia song? Trivia song. Is that the trivia song? Trivia time. Yeah. I'm get, I'll edit it in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's trivia time. Trivia, trivia, When Anne is getting the empty jar down, on the far right of the screen, there's a bottle with Norse runes on the label. They possibly spell out... E-A-L-A-E-I. Norse runes are also on the yellow carton next to where the jar was sitting. They possibly spell spell out. I don't know why this is important. A-P-R-A-P-R-E-I-L. Maybe Google would be helpful in this situation. Yep. And the candy drugstore behind Anne, there's a katana on the glass that reads in um, Japanese, uh, meaning pharmacy. Oh. So there we go. So E-A-L-A-E. Seeker of Truth and Wisdom. Oh, cool. Nice. Cool tidbit. And then what's the other one? Hold on. A-P-R-E-I-L. What does it mean? It wants to autocorrect to April. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Someone on Instagram spells her name April that way, or their name. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Meaning available. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, that was disappointing. (laughs) It's funny. Good times in trivia, Bill. All right. Um, the station looks busier and more complex than it had been on Mystery Train. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe the Candy Kingdom's got a few new citizens. Mm-hmm. So, episode connections. The cats that Finn and Jake are playing with in the exposition resemble Box Prince, who was a cat from a later episode. Huh. Yep. <laughs> We're going to get to that one Bo- pretty soon. Box, print. box like, Prince. Like, like Litter Box Prince? Don't even worry about it. Several connections to Mystery Train appear on this episode, including the return of the Candy Kingdom's train system and many of the former passengers, and Jake trans- transforming into a person as he did in the connector. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, in the scene where Finn and Jake are arrested for trespassing on the subway station, a gingerbread person resembling gingerbread Rebecca can be seen on the top left where Jake is, which was first found in Fiona and Cake. Pete Sassafras reads a copy of the Ooh Review newspaper while on the train, which is first seen in Slow Love. Slow Love. Oh, my that's Matt's episode. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were heroes. <laughs> so the Candy Kingdom's prison scene in What Have You Done is visited again. Mm-hmm. That's yes. so funny. All right, cultural references. The episode is a tribute to crime genres such as Law and & Order and The Wire transition from the drugstore to the train station and in the previews of the episode had the noise similar to the scene transitions um, on Law and Order. Oh, they should have used it in the episode. That would have been awesome. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Um, the train station appears to be loosely based on Grand Central Terminal, a location frequently used in Law and Order. There you go. Yeah. So when the cats are in the suits with the suitcase, this is similar to the character Business Cat from Cartoon Hangover's YouTube show. Our new electrical morals. I love this one. Jake turns into a pipe. That was one that I forgot. The pipe. Uh, that Finn inserts into his mouth. This is a reference to Sherlock Holmes. Yep. Obvi. 
So he turns into two things Finn has to put into his mouth on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that and the donut. So Finn and Jake buying donuts and coffee are reminiscent of cops and donut stereotype. Well, duh. Okay, the car that Jake transforms into is the 1980 Isuzu uh, Gemini Coupe. The steering wheel is mounted on the right side, which is common in most Australian and Japanese cars. Oh, cool. Well, that was that a good, good fascinating. tidbit. Fascinating. All right. All right. So. Did I have a prediction for this one? I can't remember. So you had a prediction for this episode based on its name. Candy streets. Yes. And you guessed the streets of the Candy Kingdom are becoming increasingly rough. Finn and Jake decide to moonlight as police officers and learn that there is a group of near duels who actually are trying to do the acts of kindness instead of. I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Is that all of it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I gotta go back and <laughs> to the last episode. No, I already did it. Instead of instead of and I I don't know. Let me look. All let, right. Let me <laughs> calm down. I already. Oh my gosh. I oh I didn't do all of them yet. The streets of the Candy Kingdom are becoming increasingly rough. Finn and Jake decide to moonlight as police officers and learn that there is a group of near duels who actually are trying to do acts of kindness instead of crime, more like dime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like it. So creativity. Oh my goodness, my voice today. <laughs> uh, um, so creativity. I think that sounds really cool. Okay. I like it. Okay. I like the uh, the switcheroo that it's actually people trying to do acts of kindness instead of crime like a dime, more dime, yeah. more like dime, dime, dime crime, dime, dime. Uh, accuracy. So there is a twist. Yes. Um, Finn and Jake are moonlighting as police officers. Accurate. I'm going to give that like a B plus as far as that goes. Oh, yeah. Creativity is A. (laughs) Well, the combined score of A plus B equals C. So it's a C. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) No, that's that's an overall grade of like an A minus right there. I like it a lot. Math is not your strong suit. Wait. It's an A. It's an A. Okay. I just spaced out like halfway through my grading there. So automatically an A. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Best Thanks, teacher I ever. Guess. <laughs> uh, you did not come up with a prediction for the following episode because you thought you'd seen it. Yeah. Yep. So scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any last thoughts for this episode? It was a good time. It was fun. Total middle of the road episode, but that's my bread and butter. I, I love these ones. Yeah, me too. Are, I feel like these are, for some reason, more fun for me to talk about than the very story driven, bigger picture episodes. I don't know hmm. why. Interesting. I kind of like the bigger story, you know, uh, driven episodes, but at the same time, I like these middle of the roads too. Sometimes it's like refreshing the palate, you know? Yeah. And plus like we get to like dig into some of the the little details in these ones, like the little pieces of the world building and the questions we have and things like that. Yeah. I, you know, one thing that I really like about the animation is there were a number of things that the animators chose to do that made it visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Like when Anne's talking, her hands are like moving in like these symmetrical ways. When Finn and Jake, they like turn their heads up to the sky and like talk really animatedly, like, you know, and then their hands are wiggling in the back. Like you just see these like finer details. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about Adventure Time is. And then also the fact that like, the um the scaling is often so off. Yeah. But it just makes it so uniquely Adventure Time that I, you know, it's like 
we've talked a lot about that before. Like yeah. one of the worst episodes of this is up a tree, you know, it's like, Oh, as far the, as like the, the, the scaling, the, right. The scaling of, and of, animation of, quality. Yeah. Yeah. And like the size difference. I mean, he walks in the pizza parlor and it's like, everybody's in all. Anyway, I just liked it. I thought it was just so fun to watch it and just be like, yeah, this is, this is adventure. Time. Totally. Yeah. And I think these smaller episodes, like the, the non like big story driven ones is things like that. Like it allows you some, mind wandering space to kind of mm. look at these little details and also these are the ones that like you would never think twice about them unless you were like taking notes and doing a podcast on them right, so it's like right. i don't know it just it gives me a deeper appreciation for these these little nuggets yeah like yeah. candy streets yeah yeah cool all right on to the next one let's do it yeah yeah all right the next episode is wizards only fools imdb rating 7.8 overall number 130 Directed by Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Jesse Mahoynihan. <laughs> I hate you. And Thomas Wellman. Um, original air date, July 1st, 2013. 2.50 million. User- That's like so many more than the last episode. Yeah, well, I wonder why. Yeah. Maybe people are into wizard episodes. Maybe. And the title card is, this is, this is easy, A Crowd of Wizards. Yeah. Also, uh, Finn is in there. Uh, uh, Jake is in there disguised as a wizard. Do we recognize any of these wizards? Yeah, there's got there's wizard the huntress Bufo. Bufo is in there. Oh, you got PB disguised too mm-hmm. in her like mech suit. Abercadaniel is in there. Is Finn behind uh, the letters or something? Yes, he's right in her behind Time Presents. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Huntress wizard is in that one. Okay. Anyway, whole whole just mess of wizards. Yep. 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 So. In the Candy Kingdom Hospital, Princess Bubblegum tr- tries to heal Starchy of a cold with a serum, but Starchy is unwilling to be healed unless it, it is by magic. Mm-hmm. Princess Bubblegum asks Nurse Poundcake to hold him down, but the nurse declines because she says her uncle, a magic worker, once cured her of her sadness. Exasperated, PB then explains that magic is just science presented like mysti- m- mystical hoodoo. She proceeds to mock magic, which causes Nurse Poundcake and Starchy to be offended. Yeah. So, some obvious correlations with real life here. Some people believing vaccinations and others not believing in vaccinations. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Is Starchy an anti-vaxxer? I believe he is, yes, in the world of Adventure Time. It's interesting. So, PB relents. What if he homeschools his children, too? (laughs) We just lost like a quarter of our listeners. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, PB relents seeing how upset they are and promises that she'll go to Wizard City to get a cold spell. She walks out into the hallway where Finn and Jake are waiting, and after explaining the situation to them, they're bummed out because Starchy's Graveyard Secrets work- workshop could be canceled. I-, I love like Starchy's whole, like he runs like a late night radio show and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah. Um. However, they seem to agree magic would work. But say trespassers would get killed in Wizard City. So PB employs the help of Finn and Jake, telling them to dress like wizards and meet her at the entrance of the city. One thing I'm curious about with this is I thought Finn and Jake were wizards, but then I also understand like they gave up their cloaks and so they're not wizards. Yeah, I think it's like after they left that temple, I think their magic was tied to the temple somehow. Okay. And uh one of our one of our one of the friends of the podcast sent us an email explaining. That's right. I remember that. I just 
You would just think they would retain that. I know. <laughs> Every time I'm like, just use your magic, guys. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I guess they don't have it anymore. Finn and Jake stand facing a wall, a tall wall of rock, and Jake confirms from a map that this is the entrance. Jake stretches upward to look over the wall, but says there's nothing but more mountains. Finn tries to trick the wall by pre- pretending to give it up and walk away. Yep. But when he turns back around and runs at the wall, he just hits his head. Princess, yeah, Bubble- <laughs> Princess Bubblegum walks towards them, saying she got the password from the Ice King and holds up a tape recorder, explaining that the wall can only be unlocked by the voice of a wizard. So she plays the tape and they all listen awkwardly as PB yells at Ice King for the password. And it goes on for a bit. It's really yeah, funny. Yeah, it's a good bit. Even uh, hurting him in some way until he surrenders. And he says something like, ah. It's, <laughs> no one has pervy. touched me in so long. Uh. Touch me again. <laughs> and Finn Jacob just sitting there like, hmm. Awkward. So he says the password is wizard's rule. And at these words, the rock wall disappears, revealing wizard city. So Finn is astounded by the magic. Okay, the magic. Uh, so wizard city reminds me of um, the city of thieves. Yes, yeah, 100%. Which is cool, because like, there's so much crazy stuff going on. You just want to watch it in slow motion to take it all in. Mm-hmm. But you can't, because you're recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down over there. So Finn is astounded by the magic. <laughs> but PB is unimpressed, saying it's just a vocal registry rigged to a vibration modulator. And that they can get through because the density is all wobbled. And Jake says, boo, and stretches into a five-pointed shape, asking how she could explain his ability. And she's like, it's a mutation. While in Wizard City, the group comes across what they guess might be the Wizard City police, interrogating a man who allegedly impersonated a wizard and purchased magic items from the store uh, they are all just standing outside of. The police pull up their blindfolded hats unmasking beams of gold light that hit the man and transform him into a hollow stick as a sentence for him for his crimes. Finn, Jake, and Princess Bubblegum hurriedly rush into Ron James's spell palace and order a cold spell. The man behind the counter presents a crystal bottle. Ron James. So Bubblegum asks how the spell works, to which the man behind the counter says, it works by magic. It's a spell. And PB is hesitant to buy it without any information. Mm-hmm. And starts arguing with the man, demanding uh, what the contents are made out of. He then screams, y'all is fakes, and presses a red button behind the counter that calls the police. So an alarm bell sounds, and the police crash through the window, sh- uh, the shop's window using the wooden sticks that they carry. And PB grabs the cold spell and escapes out the window, followed by Finn and Jake. So how would you describe these police? They're like dudes and like... They look like tops. 70s rock gods. Yeah, they do. They do. They're all yeah. jacked. And they have like... Tink, like tank tops and jeans. And they're blindfolded? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're scary guys. <laughs> I wonder what the, like, is there like a city budget for helping like repair like the glass windows when the police come crashing in? Couldn't they have just used the door? I would assume. I would assume. There's a lot of crashing through things <laughs> in these is. episodes. There is. PB runs over rooftops and through the city, but cannot seem to lose the police who run through a crowd pushing down wizards left and right. Finn asks Jake if Princess Bubblegum is naked due to the way her wizard costume looks, but Jake tells him not to make him feel any more awkward. (laughs) That was the first thing I thought of when I saw her costume because all you see is the shoulder ups. I'm like, that's not okay. It turns out she's not, as we find out. Right. Yeah. 
They come to a dead end, but Abracadaniel <laughs> comes out of a door that appears in a wall, carrying out what seems to be bags of trash. Despite his weak protest, shocker, Finn f- forces Abracadaniel and the others into the door, and it closes quietly before the police can get them. I had forgotten Abracadaniel was in this episode, and I was so happy when he came into it. He, like, makes the episode. He does make the episode. So in a cave underground, Bufo, the laser wizard, and Force wizard... And a hologram of the Ice King are preparing a sacrifice of Abraka Daniel when he returns <laughs> with Princess Bubblegum, Finn and Jake, in an elevator. I wonder what they were like, why they were going to sacrifice Abraka yeah, Daniel. I don't know. I'm really curious. They, maybe they needed some kind of sacrifice for a spell to work. They're like, well, who's the least important wizard? When Finn and Jake plead with the wizards, the wizards threaten to kill them, but they're interrupted by the police who uh, try to arrest the wizards for harboring non-magic users. They escape using a force field, but leave Abraka Daniel... Before the police can kill Finn, Jake, and Princess Bubblegum, and Abracadaniel, PB removes her costume in orders to talk with the Grandmaster Wizard as ruler of the uh, Candy Kingdom. So there's so many callbacks to wizards that we've met throughout mm-hmm. the series in this episode. I think it's really cool. Like it, seeing Bufo again. Mm-hmm, it is. And they're nasty. Yeah. These this guys place are doesn't mess around. Yeah. I don't like this. Wizard they're City's like horrible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and she like takes it and she's like in this, her hair short in this and she's wearing like a green outfit. It's really kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool looking. Yeah. Like, I bet somebody's cosplayed that at some point. Oh, I bet. Matt, you should cosplay that. <laughs> I'd rather cosplay as Abraka Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> a walking. Yeah. Anyway. In, Turn and push. In his palace, the Grandmaster Wizard speaks to the group atop a giant bubble and expresses his disappointment with Princess Bubblegum and Abracadaniel. However, he says that they can go if she says wizards rule. She refuses due to her belief that magic is just science and gets all four of them locked in wizard jail. During breakfast the next morning, Abracadaniel challenges Princess Bubblegum to a, quote, honorable prison stabbing to the death. Princess Bubblegum defeats Abracadaniel with the claw of what, like a chicken maybe? Yeah. Against his fork, but refuses to kill him. So so I, I, I love movies with a prison setting for some reason, so I was like all over this. Yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, Abracadaniel's probably like pretending that he's going to kill her or something mm-hmm. like that. To like, yeah, maybe he had some kind of a plan. No, he straight up was just going to murder PB. Yep. So Finn throws PB the cold spell, which is really just a spell that releases cold air. Instead of a cure for the sickness. Back at the hospital, Africa Daniel pretends to use his healing magic on Starchy. And as he's distracted by the magic, Finn holds him down and PB injects Starchy with the green healing serum from the beginning, ending the episode. And she does like a sarcastic like magic spell while she's yeah. doing it. So messed up. Oh my god! <laughs> so they forced this. Uh... I mean, I don't agree with that. Like, why would you? You're like forcing Starchy to take a medicine he doesn't want to take. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a cold too. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe the people of the Candy Kingdom die from colds. So PB clearly has like no respect for like the belief in magic. Yeah, which is so fascinating to me. It's interesting to me because like she, you know she she rules over the Candy Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So you would think like a lot of people would believe in what she believes, but her i her her ideology is so different from the people that she created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yep. The reality of like the land of Ooh is really there's a lot of magic i mean even just like lady right mm-hmm. the fact that lady can fly how does she explain that yeah yeah she's like oh it's some kind of magic we just probably don't understand it yet yeah be, it's like in thor where he says like oh to you it's magic to us it's science or what is it like to, to us it's one and the same yeah science and magic are one of the same i just 
Yeah. Horribly misquoted Thor. He did. It was great. <laughs> Good job. It was really... Okay, I have a real... Gr- I hate snot. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not as much as I hate, like, vomit, but snot is really gross. And, and seeing that one Cartoon booger, snot is even worse. It's always so nasty. I hate it. And seeing that one booger hanging out of Starchy's nose the whole episode. Yeah. Ew. I like the Grand uh, Master. It was really fun because they had... Remember, like, in that, they had, like, all the cats? Yeah. And he had them again, and they were, like, coming out of his mouth and all this stuff. It was just yeah. so funny. I love I that. I like him. He's a really fun-looking character. Yeah. I loved seeing all the wizards again in this one, like I said. The Secret Society is so scary. Like, it seems like I would be on edge all the time living in Wizard City. Like, <laughs> Yeah, These but cops think of are like, really creepy. And... Think of like Pet Butt, right? He mm-hmm. was literally like sacrificing Cinnamon Bun. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So uh did Some you... shady stuff goes on, man. Shady. There's some shady business going on here. Mm-hmm. So I, I put down that Finn sounds like a 40-year-old man at this point in the series. What? <laughs> There's a there are a couple lines in this one. I was like, man, Jeremy Shada has like clearly aged since mm-hmm. like the first couple seasons oh, of course and i was like he sounds like an adult in some lines yeah yep. yeah all right matt where was the snail the snail was in the bubble don't you like that note mm-hmm. so it's um when they're i believe it's when they're talking to the grandmaster yes. and there's like some bubbles in the background of this place and you can see the snail hiding inside one of them it's so funny snail watch 2022 yeah yeah all right matthew what is your favorite line Oh, yeah, Finn. My body is clay. My spirit feels no pain. Then you chop your way out and kill the wizard. That feels like such a good line for you. I should cross-stitch that for you. <laughs> My for body your, is clay. Your future karate. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite line? So I thought it was really funny. Um, in the in the prison, they're like... Po- so this is like, this is the case. They're so like in an actual what looks like a prison, right? And But the bars are so wide. Like at one point, Finn like goes like screens like half his body out of the bars to check on like princess butter buttercup buttercup <laughs> pb <laughs> and um someone threw underpants in his face anyway and when he gets in his cell he screams into a pillow he goes i got traumatized by those underpanties yeah and he's like hugging the pillow yeah, yeah he's like oh <laughs> it's great. yeah it was great give me an impression of a character um this is nurse pound cake that is very close-minded. Yeah, referring to a uh, PB and her, uh, her making fun of people for believing magic. in magic. Yeah. yeah. You think I just give you the keys to the city? I'd rather die. <laughs> Ice King. <laughs> I love that you can do IK. For- thank you. You're welcome. Was that your attempt at saying thank you? Thank you. <laughs> You're funny. All right, let's get into some triv. Let's do it. It's trivia time. Abracadano makes his first appearance since his debut in Wizard Battle. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm, yeah. I thought we'd seen him a couple times already, huh? Mm-mm. Finn never told Abracadano that he was magic. He was magic fist. Yet Finn assumes that he knows him. This was probably because his identity was accidentally revealed by Rock Wizard. Oh yeah. Although Bubblegum says that she doesn't believe in magic, she previously did magic in Five Short Grables. Huh? Lies. Lies. Several connections to Reign of Gunters have been spotted from this episode. Tattle references a line from IK in this episode. Ice King seems to continue trying to join the secret group of Bufu, Laser, Wizard, and Forest Wizard, this time by being invisible. Um, Finn comment. Wait, so he wasn't supposed to be there, but he was invisible? Oh, okay, So okay. he was trying to show up and continue. Okay. I yeah. thought that he was... I thought he was... 
attending via Zoom. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> like, like magic Zoom. Yeah. Bank comments on how it's hard to find anything due to the lack of science, which is similar to Ice King's claim in the same episode. Ah. I love it. I love it. I, the old wizards, as well as some apprentices from Wizard, are seen in the city. Oh, like from the episode Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Several wizards from Wizard Battle appear walking in the streets as a cameo. Oh, cool. I, I, I don't think I even noticed a lot of them. Hmm. So when PB and Africa Daniel fight, one can see a character in the crowd who looks like Torcho from Ignition Point. Oh, I noticed that. The escape made by Princess Bubblegum when she was being chased by the police was reminiscent of how the thieves steal things in City of Thieves. Totally. Mm-hmm. A guy from the cafeteria resembled the cosmic owl who was first seen in Prisoners of Love. <laughs> Your love is not Your enough. Your love is... <laughs> Cortion, we love you. Love you. Cortion. Cortion, look at me. <laughs> All right, there's some cultural references. Um, Finn describes a wizard spell called Entanglement, a spell very similar to one used by druids in the popular MMO World of Warcraft, oh. or WoW. Finn uh, talks about this in the in response to PB's observation to the wizard's magic based on entanglement principles, likely referencing quantum entanglement. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Science Man, I'll tell you what, getting in like cast entanglement on you, and WoW sucks. Yeah, you're you're a WoW player. I used to be. You're a seasoned WoWer. Used to be. I haven't played in a long time. What do you call people who play World of Warcraft? I feel like there's got to be like a term for it. I don't know. WoW heads? WoW heads. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow. So when Finn puts on his wizard costume, he has the Eye of Providence on his forehead. The eye most commonly associated with Freemasonry is sometimes said to be the Eye of God looking down over mankind. It is part of the Great Seal of the United States... And on the back of American American $1 bills. That's funny. I was just watching that uh, Simpsons episode where Homer joins, like, basically the Freemasons. Yeah, yeah. The, the Stonecutters. Yeah. Yeah, great episode. The fight between PB and Abracadaniel, a formalized night fight where the opponents are tied together at the wrist, is commonly portrayed in media as a means of violently resolving disputes between rival gang members Ain't and prison inmates. That's what makes the movie so fun. Mm. So when uh, Jake reveals the hidden flask, he does so by opening his chest in the same fashion as Bender yes! from Futurama does. Yes, I was going to say that. Yeah. Coincidentally, John DiMaggio voiced both Jake and Bender. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, awesome. Great catch. I did not even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's like cut out too. Cause he's like in a cylindrical shape and it, and it's even cut out and looks just, I was like, that looks just like Bender. Yeah. That's awesome. Starchy says, find me a wizard, which is a quote used in the film. Just visiting. Oh, okay. Princess Bubblegum's wizard costume somewhat resembles the spacesuits worn in bravest warriors. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I've seen, uh, I've seen a little bit of that show. Okay. Yeah. Not a ton. All right, so no prediction, because I thought I had seen this episode, so I wasn't going to make an episode guess, but now I know I didn't. Listeners got gypped. Sorry. And I have 100% seen Jake's suit. Now I don't know. I'm joking. I know you've seen Jake's suit. We've watched that together several times before, because I love it. Yeah. Matt, any last thoughts about this episode? I thought this episode is, again, like the the, the previous one, it's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Not a favorite, but it's far from my you know least favorite. It's you know perfectly watchable. I think um, it was interesting seeing just how staunchly against Magic PB is because mm-hmm. I don't remember if if she mentioned it before or not in the show up to this point. So you know it, it's just cool getting a little peek into PB's beliefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. And and uh, 
I don't know. I think I like this episode better than the other one, I think. Oh, yeah? I already forgot what the last one was. <laughs> <laughs> candy Streets. Candy Streets. Police. I think I like Candy Streets a little more than this one. Why? Oh, it's just more fun. I think they're both like, you know, both fun episodes. Like, you know, made for fun. Like, yeah. there was... Nothing too serious about either one. Mm-hmm. So I think just as far as like enjoyment goes, I just yeah. lo- like that one a little better. Well, what I like about this too, and again, I said this last time with the last episode, but just like so many callbacks and it just felt really tied up and very ad- adventure timey. And I, I just, I loved it. I loved it all. It was great. Yeah, me too. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Well, well we're going to go exercise and get some dinner. Yeah. So you have watched another episode of Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Is that right? Do you have Instagram still? I don't know. Well, you should get on that, Napoleon. I know. I, I, why would I in charge of all the social media? Because that's why. Okay. You can check us out on anchor.fm. You can leave us a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. And we will play it on the air. Absolutely. All right. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.